you you hated the Sony Spider-Man trailers, but you loved the movie last year. So I don't I don't know what to I don't know what to do with <laughs> you anymore, Mike. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And the probably final trailer for <laughs> Avengers Infinity War dropped this week, Mike. Oh, you know it. Yeah, have you heard about it? I, I think, oh, I think everybody missed it. it. <laughs> uh, DC adds new gods to their slate. We're going to talk about what that means. Mm-hmm. And we preview the summer movie lineup. As well, this is this is Mike's suggestion. Mike brought a big thing to the table today. I'm pretty proud of him. That's right. Yeah, I'm, this is going to be a high energy episode for me. I'm really excited. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, this uh, Infinity War trailer, which we have been hotly anticipating for I feel like three weeks now. Uh, we were able to grab our tickets, so that's good. Uh, but I'm not going to jump the gun here uh, before okay. we jump into all that. But we have a little bit of our own little March Madness bracket running right now, Chris, don't we? That's true. I don't know anything about sports ball. You can ask anybody. It's true. Uh, I know that <laughs> someone someone upset somebody else this week on a, on a bracket or something like that. Um, a low, a, 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 someone put it in terms for me. It's like if Thor: The Dark World was voted better than Black Panther. <laughs> um, and we just messed everybody up. But we are hosting a Marvel March Madness bracket. It's on the links in all our media right now. Go to our Facebook page, Twitter, things on Instagram, wherever you go, find it. We Our first round was last week, and we had, I believe, over 600 votes uh, on the first round alone. So thank you, everybody who voted. Um, and now we are down to the final eight movies, Mike. And the final eight movies are a little harder than the first round. Um we have the matchup Black Panther versus Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. Avengers versus Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Iron Man 1 versus Spider-Man Homecoming, All right. Civil War versus Winter Soldier. Ooh, that's going to be, that's the game that you're going to want to watch. <laughs> this, this is, this is the, the matchups I was worried were going to, were going to happen and they are. So, um, how, how do you how do you even pick between some of these right now? So I, I don't even know, Mike. <laughs> you uh, know how you pick. Uh, Disney comes out with a streaming service, and you can just watch them all for the same amount of money. I feel like that's eventually the marketing ploy that we're going to be end up seeing. But like, I think Heart of Hearts, my favorite one is Winter Soldier. So I'd like to see that one run to the finale myself. Okay, I think a lot of people are feeling Winter Soldier. A lot of people are loving Black Panther. Um, just, just from the results here, I will tell you, um, the movie that has the most amount of votes in this bracket in in first round, can you guess what it is? Um, Iron Man. Black Panther. Oh, okay. (laughs) The second movie, the number two movie only off by one vote is The Avengers. Ooh, yeah. The Avengers have, has a very special place in my heart as, you know, the first time all the characters met up. I think it was the first time I really felt like we were in a, a, a moment where comic book movies were a little bit more solidified than they had been in the past. You know, before the Avengers, we didn't really know if we were kind of just getting another small little phase that we had seen with like the X-Men movies and stuff like that. It's like, oh, well, you know, we've seen a couple X-Men movies. We saw a couple of Spider-Man movies. Oh, here's like an Iron Man movie, Captain America movie, Thor movie. They all came together and just like, wow, they really killed it. And then they announced so many more. So, yeah, that's a special moment for me. So, you know, if the Avengers went up against uh, Winter Soldier, I wouldn't be mad. 
No, no, I don't think anybody would. Uh, the <laughs> fact is, Guardians of the Galaxy is still a good movie. It's hard to knock that one too. I mean, two of essentially the two team up movies with more than one, you know, one main character is is crazy to think about. Um, and, and I think Guardians of the Galaxy is like the first Marvel movie I I went to with my wife. So like, it holds another special place to me. So. It's just so hard to pick these, but you guys can head over to SuperheroSlate.com slash vote and, and pick your winners of these right now. And uh, next Sunday, the the rounds will change and we'll be in our final four. And by the end of this month, we will pick one winner. Only one movie can stand above the rest, Mike. So uh, I'm excited to see what that is. Are you? Oh, you know, man. You know, I know it. I know. Yeah, you're excited. High, I'm trying to keep the high energy on, Mike. Okay. <laughs> high energy! <laughs> high energy. Um, but but other than that, I mean, I don't have anything else to drop before we get into this, Mike, because... Let's let's do it. Because this is the week. This is the week we've been speculating and thinking about for, for months. I mean, this is when the Avengers Infinity New War, the first, I guess, the second trailer, but like the biggest trailer, I think, it, it has been released to the public. And... How many times have you watched it in, in, in the past three days? <laughs> oh, I've seen it many, many times. I've watched it on different screen resolutions, different sizes at different times during the day, early in the mornings and the evenings. I, I think the the big reason why this trailer was a big deal for me personally was I dropped the ball on getting my last, last Jedi tickets on time. So I really wanted to make sure I got my tickets on time for this one. And that's another reason why this trailer was very hotly expected, because when we knew, we knew when this trailer was going to drop, we'd be able to nab our tickets and we've been talking about this opening weekend uh box office push for this movie for the last couple weeks now so i had a feeling that if i didn't get my tickets as quickly as i could it might be an issue so this trailer ended up dropping at 6 a.m uh for me on the pacific coast it dropped at 9 a.m for you mm-hmm. so you were a little bit more awake and agile when the tickets went on sale i was groggy roll i even rolled out of bed late you know i just happened to be up earlier than i usually get up so i just kind of crawled to a computer i was like where's the closest computer i need these tickets and i even bought the tickets before i even watched the trailer because my yes. wife was still sleeping i wanted to put the trailer up on the tv and make it big and loud it was like way too early for any of that so i was struggling out here on the west coast man but um i got my tickets luckily uh it was early on the west coast so i didn't have to battle too much but uh i've heard that it's already broken a record for um opening night i think it's beaten black panther for opening night already with pre-sales yeah i think i mean it's, it's hard to track down where all these numbers and stuff are coming from on on the first weekend but it is by far, I mean, I know for a fact right now, I'm looking at my seating chart for the theater I bought my tickets at because I mm-hmm. did the same thing you did. I saw the the, the link for tra- uh, tickets before the trailer, so I was like, I'm not going to wait three minutes to buy my tickets. <laughs> I'm going straight for the tickets because I had to buy me and my wife and two listeners of the show, John Myers, Jason Ambrositis, both have helped me co-host before. So I had to get four tickets, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm not risking this. And I got yeah. my perfect four seats. My, I got the oh, four nice. I wanted. Reserve seating. IMAX 2D. Not even 3D. Whoa. That's the beauty of this. Oh, man, um, jealous. Because the whole movie has been filmed in IMAX, Mike. This isn't just mm-hmm. a scene in IMAX. The whole film. Uh, it's unprecedented. So I was really excited. I jumped on it. I bought them. Um, someone uh, gave me a, 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 a an AMC card for my birthday. So I was able to use that as well. 
I mean, it was just, uh, it was the best nine o'clock surprise I've ever had. And, <laughs> and I was thankfully that you were awake at six because were you, did you set an alarm specifically for this? Cause we talked about it the night before. I'm like, no, you got to get up and do this. So. No, I just, it, it felt a little bit like Christmas morning. My, I knew my internal clock was just going to get me up in time. So I, I, I like, I just like woke up. I looked at my alarm. I was like, it's not going to go off for like 45 more minutes. Like whatever. I'm just going to get up now. I got to get these tickets. So yeah. I'm glad we secured our tickets. We'll be ready to go. I can't say for certain how much money this movie will make at the end of its run, but I think with a very high level of certainty, I can say this might break opening weekend records. Uh, just because it's the summer, you want to cram as much as you can into that first weekend before competition like Deadpool 2 rolls around. So we know Black Panther didn't have as much competition out there, uh, so it was able to rake up a lot of money. So I think this is just going to be a huge punch into the face with the Infinity Gauntlet on opening weekend. So I would suggest definitely go out there, get your tickets as soon as possible, especially if it's in a larger city, like a larger market. you got to get those tickets as, as yeah, fast I as mean, you can. I'm looking right now. Uh, you get four seats left in my theater right now. If if you go buy tickets for the yeah, seven that's just so. that's that's just the few days have gone by, people. So yeah. uh, we have buried the lead long enough, Chris. Let's <laughs> let's talk about the trailer. Let's talk about our favorite moments. I'm just gonna go ahead and say uh, <laughs> my favorite moment by far is Captain America, freaking each hand holding a finger on the infinity gauntlet it was just an amazing moment just seeing him like you know finally just like uh just just putting his force up against thanos and then thanos has that look on his face that i actually didn't catch at first because i was so engulfed in everything that was happening i didn't realize until i watched it two or three more times that he had this like weird confused smirk on his face like oh how is this little human pushing back against me like that's why i love cap so much he's just like He's just always going to be there to just get the job done. I don't think he's necessarily going to beat Thanos up in that specific scene, wherever that happens in this movie. Uh, maybe that scene's totally manufactured just for the trailer. We're actually not going to get it in the movie. Uh, but, man, I cannot wait to see uh, Cap punch Thanos in the face, whether it's effective or not. Like, oh, I love that Boy Scout. Well, I tell you what, that, that scene is is a mixed emotions for me. Because, one, it ruins my theory that Thanos doesn't make it to Earth. Because, <laughs> obviously, that proves Thanos is there in Wakanda during this final battle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, damn. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, that's when I started like getting those fanboy quivers where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing kind of thing. Like, <laughs> where your fists shake a little bit. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe we're seeing this for real. So mm-hmm. uh, I agree. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a huge moment. I think for me, it's 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 a mixture of things. Seeing all these characters together, uh, the the Star-Lord telling Tony Stark, like, that's a dumb plan. Let me work on my plan, which is smarter. And like seeing that, like Iron Man and Spider Man looking at Peter Quill, he's like, "What? What's going on here? You're, you're gonna tell Tony Stark he's dumb, kind of thing." <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's just there's so much in this trailer. It's hard to unpack it all. But you, I the ending scene, like I can't, like I don't know if I like or don't like that they end the trailer with Spider Man, much like they did Civil War, um, because it's got a. It's like, oh, oh, we're going by code names. You're Doctor Strange. Oh, well, then I'm Spider-Man. And then he's, like, swinging through the debris. But uh, I, I, don't, I just... It, I know what it is. It's Gamora, baby Gamora with Thanos. 
on her home yeah, planet. Yeah, that was a pretty uh, pivotal moment uh, to show. I, I think Thanos, I think it's going to be interesting to see how we kind of craft him as a character and not just this ominous villain that we've been seeing. So he says that he's not really there to destroy Earth and get the Infinity Stone. He's there to just bring balance. And he actually says in the, in the, sh- in the thing, he says, I hope you survive. So it uh, seems he's like, like... I hope they remember you. Yeah, and then I think I thought he says like I hope you make it too or something like that. It seems like he wants to get this Infinity Gauntlet. He wants to snap his fingers and he wants to destroy half of all of the universe to bring balance to it. And you know who lives and who dies, I guess, is not up to him exactly. In his mind, he's just trying to pare the universe down to a more manageable size or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. almost along the lines of kind of what Ego wanted to do, where he just wanted to totally uh, take over the universe. So. Um, and since we get to see Baby Gamora, maybe we get to see a little bit of the past of Thanos. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stories out there that kind of shows Thanos's origin. There's a more recent one I think called Thanos Rising from a few yeah. years ago that I read that was pretty that was pretty good. So I don't know if we're gonna get that much backstory on him, but uh, I just I just really hope he's really captivating when he's on screen because he's a big CG character. His Dark Order. Our big CG yep. characters, which we got to see. Ebony Maw with those freaking daggers on Doctor Strange's face. Wow, that was a visual for sure. Yeah, it was. And I think if you look closely, those are the same uh, kind of glass daggers that uh, Kaecilius used in Doctor Strange. So maybe using his own magic against him mm. a little bit. Uh, I, I think a, a, a little Easter egg for me is actually during that Gamora child Dano scene. Um, the, the soldiers around Gamora's people are Chitauri, actually. If you oh, look at it. okay. So we might get to see how Thanos um, maybe built the Chitari or got the Chitari under control to begin with. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, seeing him, he actually has his armor on in a few of these scenes. A lot of people were concerned we just get the, the bald, you know, open-headed Thanos, but he does have on different armor in a couple of these scenes. So we get to see him do that. He crushes the, the, the Tesseract in his fist. Man, like this, this is just, there's so much going on in this trailer. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, all these scenes we could see them. We, like you said, they could be manufactured for the trailer. There could be stuff edited out of a couple of the scenes. I think Thor looks like he's recreating his new hammer for this movie. Um, may have may have edited a couple things out of those scenes to to do that. But so. we we are missing one pivotal moment in this trailer that has gone on to become a hashtag, which is where is the Soul Stone. They seem to be making this a moment that they really want the audience to start trying to figure out. I don't know if it's going to be a reveal at the end of the movie. It, obviously, it's going to be the one last stone that Thanos is going to need. So is that being hidden in Wakanda or was it somewhere else and they take it to Wakanda? There's a lot of questions out there that I'm asking in my head that I don't want to think about too much because I don't want to answer them. I'd love them to be answered on the screen when I'm watching the movie. So I'm trying not to think too hard about it. And I'm just trying to think about the fun moments. Because I think that's what this moment is. This that's what this movie is going to be for me. It's going to be the moments. I can't wait to see the moment when Star Lord finally comes back to Earth. I can't uh-huh. wait to see the moment where Rocket gets to meet Iron Man. I can't wait to see the moment when Thor finally returns uh, to Midgard and gets to see his old friends and try to like maybe repair their lost friendship. I rewatched the um, the Thor. Dale, Dale, uh, Daryl, Daryl, 
all yeah. Daryl roommate scene, and he's just like, oh, I've heard Iron Man and Captain America are having a little bit of a spat, so I'm going to send them an, an electronic message. And then it made me think, well, yeah, what is Thor going to think when he comes back to Earth and he sees his, like, basically his two friends, you know, fighting in front of him? Is he just, like, going to throw down a battle axe and just be like, hey, knock it off, you're friends, you know, I'm going to talk some sense into you because I'm the only guy that can beat both of you up that's not crazy like, uh, like the Hulk. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really looking forward to, like, those moments. I want to see Spider-Man uh, get to kind of officially meet Captain America without him trying to get punched in the face. So there's all these little things that I can't wait to see. I can't wait to, for Thanos to finally, like, land on Earth and, oh, what's going to happen when Gamora gets to see Thanos? So there's so there's so many things I can't wait to unfold that, like, uh, I, I feel like this movie is going to have a lot of rewatchability because I'm just going to want to experience those things again and go see this in the, in the theater. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, who would have thought that we that we would be excited about this trailer, huh? Yeah, it's really a surprise. Who who would have thought? No, but I mean, who? It's such a huge thing to deliver as well. I mean, the anticipation for this movie is so high, it's through the roof. It's like the first Avengers, you know? Like, can they do it? Can they pull it off and do it well? And um, I, I, I mean, we're not fanboys here, but we have good faith in the Russo brothers because. Winter Soldier and Civil War are up there in our books, so yeah, um, it's it's hard to to fault them for that. And uh, both of those movies, they kept adding more characters and and still doing well. So I I don't know what to do. Um, except I know what I'm not gonna do, Mike. I'm not going <laughs> to buy the tickets to the 31 hour marathon. That oh my god, some theaters are doing. And when I said 31 hour marathon, I'm like, well, there's 18 movies and they're all over two hours. How's this going on? Uh, we found a list of them, and apparently they're doing all the movies, but like skipping the sequels, except for Civil War. So I thought that was really weird that they would do that. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like if you're gonna commit 31 hours to a marathon, like those kind of people, I think they're gonna be okay adding a couple more hours onto it to officially do the whole run of the movie. Because these people that go to these marathons, they're not doing it to catch up to make sure that they have all of the the story points fresh in their head when they see the movie, new movie. They're doing it for the fandom. They're doing it for the fun and excitement. They're doing it for the bragging rights of saying that they did it. You know, so just add all of it onto there and actually give them like a big thing to achieve. So I think there's actually even another pared down version that Cinemark is doing. Not I think the 31 Hours AMC and then Cinemark is doing one that's a lot shorter, but then they just randomly aren't showing like some of the best ones. Like you can't even see the Winter Soldier in that marathon. So it's just like, well, what's the point? That's like one of my, that's one of the best MCU movies. So yeah, me and you, me and you sat down for an Iron Man three marathon once inside of a theater, and it was like what four movies, and we were like, that is that is too much, that is it, too many to sit through. It was, and and that's kind of why I've been watching. Everyone's like, oh, I got to get roll up my sleeves for this. I'm like, that's why we've been watching them one a week, so we don't have to cram them in right before yeah. the the big one. So, or if you have a podcast and you talk about this stuff for hours every single week, it's always fresh in your head. It's so always. Right there. <laughs> And then we've got confirmation that on top of that marathon, the, the movie is two hours and 36 minutes long, Mike. The longest MCU movie to date. So, I would sit down for three hours of this if need be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. give me three. I, I'll take a three-hour cut. Yeah. Do we need a Whedon cut of this as well? No. <laughs> it's too late for that, probably. And lastly, our, our, our big theatrical, the big theatrical poster that everybody wants to see in the theaters has is here, and it's got all your fan-favorite characters. Uh, I mean, it's got... Uh, you know, we see Bucky with his new arm, Hulk, Iron Spider, all the Guardians over here hanging out. Um, even War Machine back up and moving around. Doctor Strange and Wong, 
you know, Vision, Scarlet Witch, and then all the main characters. But I think some of the interesting things here is Thanos has his glove with only two gems in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man's kind of in a Jesus pose. Looks <laughs> like he might be doing some sort of big sacrificial play. I don't know. And um, uh, the Black Widow, front and center, actually. So, um, I don't know. This, I mean, I think it's a cool poster. I mean, it doesn't, it's not huge, but I mean, it's it's fine by me. I like it. It's, it's are you, you going to print it off and put it on your wall, man? Oh, you know it. You know I am. If I can get a a good textless version, I'll put it as my uh, foam background, my wallpaper. So, Um, I don't know. I I like it. I mean, it's if I can get a a good print of this, I'd put it up there. It's not the the San Diego Comic-Con poster. That thing is beautiful. But, I mean, if we have to get a movie poster, this one looks pretty good to me. So, any thoughts on that poster, Mike? (sighs) Looks great, man. I'm just just counting down the days. Is it time yet (laughs) for this Uh, movie? Well, I... We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. I think, what, the little, like, five weeks, six weeks? So, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Captain Marvel is around the corner as well, and she may not be in Infinity War. She may be in Infinity War, Mike. <laughs> there are conflicting reports this week, but the Russo brothers said they are glad to introduce Captain Marvel, which makes me think maybe a post credit scene. Oh, yeah. I think we, we've kind of theorized post credit scene for a while now, ever since we got those set photos of yeah. uh of her in that green suit uh you know we those set photos were happening before captain marvel had officially started filming yet so we knew that probably wasn't a costume test so i think it's almost kind of all been but confirmed that this was for not her movie so which makes you think uh in credit scene so the conflicting reports make me kind of think well, maybe she's not in an after credit scene. Maybe she's like at the very end of the movie or something like that. That would be kind of cool. I'm not saying she swoops in to save the day, but you know, maybe she gets introduced outside of an after credit scene, and maybe she's also in an after credit scene. I don't know. That's what I love about this movie. We don't know anything yet. I think they're just gonna mess with us until we get to the movie because that's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> I found out that only for for Infinity War, only Benedict Cumberbatch has read the entire script. He's the only oh, one. Wow. Wow. Is he just the only one that sat down and took the time because he's a proper Englishman and reads the whole script like a proper actor? <laughs> Maybe. They, it could also be that I think they had like several versions out there. So in case things did leak, they, they wouldn't know what they were doing. So, Well, uh, yeah, you got Tom Holland on set. That the, Tom Holland and Old Man Ruffalo oh, yeah. who's live streaming stuff and Tom Holland that just doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut. So, yeah, they're probably just like don't give anybody anything because they'll just put it all together. Yeah, so I think he's he might be the he may have more a big role than we think. So uh, maybe that's why he had the whole thing. So uh, I don't know, but I mean, at least Captain Marvel is confirmed for Avengers four, which I didn't think is in question. But uh, we may or may not see her in Infinity War. I would love to, but I get it if they don't want to introduce her like what ten months before her movie or whatever. So um, I, I get it. It's cool with me if they don't do it in the first one. Yeah. Actress DeWanda Wise left has left Captain Marvel due to scheduling conflicts for her Netflix series. She's got to have it. Uh, she's playing an undisclosed role. We think it's Monica Rambeau, who was a, a one of the original Captain Marvels. Um, and they've already recast it with uh, actress Lashana Lynch from Still Starcross to take the role. So um, I don't know either of these characters, actors, to be honest. <laughs> but it was big enough news for Marvel to say they left and we've already replaced her. So um, it didn't sound we- like it's... Like a conflict of interest. It's just the Netflix show. She's got to have it 
took off and they didn't expect it to get a season two until it was too late. Yeah. Maybe they're just getting their Don Cheadle earlier. They don't want to, yeah. they don't want to deal with anything, uh, mid movie. So <laughs> yeah, maybe, but uh, it does start filming this week. So that at least they got it done before filming started. So, um, that, that's good for them. Black Panther is out there just raking in the money. Like as nobody's business. This is the fifth week. It has been number one movie. Uh, in in America, the longest a superhero movie has remained number one as yeah, well. Yeah, that that's mean. Uh, a Wrinkle in Time didn't didn't make didn't budget. That's for sure. A uh, Wrinkle in Time. That's like that's been out for like two weeks though. Uh, Tomb Raider was this week, and it didn't even get close to it. So. Man, that just gets, um, that shows you the earning power of Black Panther. That like these brand new, uh, a potentially blockbuster movies come out, and then it's just like, nope, I'm just gonna be number one again. How about that? Yeah, yeah. If the hell with you. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where it is domestic. I think it may pass the Avengers. Um, uh, it may pass the Last Jedi and Avengers this weekend as well. So we, it may be top five domestic grossing earner by by the end of this week. We all know that sequel is being fast tracked now. Um, so if we're if we have uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, then Captain Marvel, and then the next Avengers movie, if that's it. Uh, I think what Spider-Man is supposed to be the one that happens right after that. I could see Black Panther coming right after Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man and then Guardians of the Galaxy three, and then it would be Black Panther. So, well, there you go. I think that's going to be my guess. I think they throw another new. I think they have to throw a new character in. I think they do at least one new character and then try to wherever they want to put. I mean, they might try to put Black Panther back in February. Um, that I mean, I could totally see them being like, "Well, February worked once. Let's do it again," kind of thing. So, um, I don't know, but I mean, that is huge news for Black Panther. Like, I didn't, I didn't think. I mean, I know it's a good movie. We know it's a good movie. I didn't think it would take over the Avengers, um, <laughs> because again, that is a huge monumental thing in and of itself. But that is just fantastic it's doing so well so um maybe maybe it can make more i don't know i don't Ra- see any conflicts Ra- up until what infinity ryan, war so. hey, ryan ryan coogler is uh he is set man he's going to be able to make whatever movie he wants in hollywood if he if he has like the weirdest script idea it's going to get made because he he is uh he's printing money yeah he definitely is and that's good for him good for him he deserves that he put in his time so uh, Deadpool 2 got some news on this. Um, more Cable and Domino uh, scenes have been added to the movie and reshoots in the past month uh, due to positive reception at test screenings. So Yeah, we've been kind of... Uh, we didn't talk about this a little bit last week, probably because it was almost a, a non-story, but now maybe since we're getting more reception. Uh, apparently there was a, a test screening and some blogger that signed a release that said he wouldn't say anything about it ended up going on Twitter and saying that it was really rough and jumbled but of course it was because you went and saw a movie for a screening like they're not just showing it for you because they want to they they just want to hand the movie out early like no they're screening it to see what's wrong with it so they can fix it so of course it's not going to be perfect so it's interesting now we're seeing leaks of positive receptions from a test screening so it must mean it's getting better i don't really take too much from it because if you remember we talked about test screenings of wonder woman on this show um you know a while back and how they weren't that good but then we went and saw the movie and it was good so yeah you can't you can't take too much out of a test screening no i don't think so either but i think it's one of those things where like it actually wasn't a blog like someone told a blogger that they went to a test screening and then they came to find that that person actually didn't go so there was no bad news at all it was just someone spreading (laughs) bad news uh but then they came out later and like yes we added more scenes like a month ago 
both Cable and Domino because people want to see him. And I'm like, well, that's good. I like to see those characters. So um, let's let's see what they can do with that. But also, Deadpool One is securing its debut in China finally um, oh. at a film festival this week or this wow week, this month. <laughs> um, I wonder. I don't remember why. Why didn't it make it the first time around? They they don't let really R-rated movies into China very often. Um, they, they're very strict. The, the film market in China is very, very restricted. Uh, they only let so many movies in from America during the year, and I think R-rated movies are just kind of right out. Um, but because this is a film festival, they can finally get it there. They secured it in its unedited form. They're not going to take anything out. So people can go to this film festival during this month. It's a couple of weeks uh, at the end of this month, I think, and see Deadpool 1, which may... Mean they could be securing Deadpool two for for screening over there sooner than later. Oh, so. Well, good good uh, good job, China. You're gonna get one of the one of my favorite movies from what was that 2016? That movie came out. I, I don't remember at this point. It's been a yeah, while. It's been yeah, a minute. I think minute. it was. So yeah, uh, so, have fun with that. Yeah, I mean that's good. I mean that's I'm glad they're getting at least getting it now. I mean if they have to wait two more years for Deadpool two, so be it. I mean they'll they'll get there, but. That also means, you know, we've talked about Avengers Infinity War and, and Deadpool 2, but th- this is the su- these are summer movies we're talking about right now. That's right, Chris. And um, you happen to think that summer is summer is changing a little bit um, because of, we've seen Infinity War move up a week to April 27th, but what, let's, let's go through these summer movies. Like, what, what, let's talk about them. Like, what do you think of the summer movie preview lineup we got right now? All right, Chris. Well, I have compiled a list of what are, I would say, arguably the movies of summer 2018. So this is a big deal for me because I've always really enjoyed the summer movie season. And it's been a more of a definitive definition in, in the past. I would say maybe four or five years ago, summer movies really were the big time of the year where you saw your big blockbusters. Maybe you would get one possibly two blockbusters, maybe around Christmas time, usually a blockbuster for a family thing, and then maybe like a Star Wars or an Avatar or something like that. So now these movies are going everywhere, so we're kind of losing the rough structure of what summer is. So I'm gonna, I'm just going to read this list really quickly, and then I'm going to let you know when the first day of summer officially starts and the last day of summer officially it starts or ends or however you want to put it based on just like the calendar definition of summer so i'm going to read them really quickly so we got infinity war deadpool 2 uh solo a star wars story or oceans 8 incredibles 2 and then bam first day of summer now we go into jurassic world uh luke cage season 2 which is not a movie but we put it on the list because it's netflix and it's marvel uh we have sicario 2 uh the first purge we got ant-man hotel transylvania skyscraper mission impossible teen titans go christopher robin slender man the predator bam official last day of summer and then uh i would say venom uh, uh coming in on october 5th kind of being the straggler but kind of attached to the very end of summer because i feel like that's what we usually see at the end of the summer we kind of see some of these action flicks that maybe what might be lost in the bigger months so they kind of tack it right on there at the very end in that kind of awkward zone of not summer but not winter quite yet so i would say unofficially for me the summer movie season is going to start with the uh, Avengers Infinity War because usually I would say a big movie kicks it off uh, and Avengers is going to be that movie for sure so you don't put that movie out and then say summer hasn't started yet so Infinity War mm-hmm. is going to start it and then I would say Venom would probably cap it off because when we talked about summer movies in the past 
we kind of put Kingsman as our last movie of the summer, and I believe that was an October release as well. So the summer movie season is looking pretty long. I mean, from April to October, I mean, that's like half a year there. So the summer movie season is definitely getting bloated. It's starting to extend. I mean, Black Panther, we just talked about how big of a moneymaker that is. That would make just as much, maybe more money in the summer. So uh, the the calendar year is becoming more and more uh, sporadic when it comes to these movies. So is that kind of taking away from the overall anticipation of summer. I mean, we're both adults. We're 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 outside of normal school schedules anymore. So summer doesn't really mean as much as to us as it used to. So I feel like a lot of uh the summer movie nostalgia for us might be quickly fading. Well, Who knows? Uh the children being born right now at this very second may never know what a summer movie season was because they can just go see their new Avengers uh breakout movie that we were talking about in our Jessica Jones review they could be go they could go see that and like uh who knows they could see it in October well so this this kind of is different for me my wife's a teacher so I actually still have to adhere a little bit to school schedules Mm -hmm. um a little bit um and it's not so much I mean we still can go to the movies any time of year we want to but having a history of of film under my belt here there is a reason why um May through uh, July are the biggest months, even though one of those is, I guess, one and a half of it's not even in the summer. And it's because of the way theaters used to be, um, drive-ins. People would go to drive-in theaters when the weather got nice in May and stay there through, you know, June and July. And sometimes August, um, but it, not so much. So the drive-ins were huge. Kids were out of school. They could go outside and watch their movies. And, and that's kind of where the summer tentpole blockbuster idea kind of started um and then you know they still always had in- indoor theaters but january february uh were usually used to actually be the biggest months of the year like in the 40s and 50s that's when theaters would drop their biggest movies but because of weather and snow and like the way north america climate is they stopped doing it because people couldn't get out to go watch movies sometimes mm-hmm. uh and um holidays um actually see an upcrease in theaters no matter what the month except for president's day and martin luther king day they don't see a lot of people going to the movies on those days surprisingly well Um, so so look but i agree with you with the advent of theaters being very close to us now um the turnaround time for a lot of these movies being like three months to, to dvd i don't know i mean it's it's weird like any month is can be a movie month now and it doesn't matter when it is so i think it's come out of the no more drive in no more summer we can go watch a movie anytime now. Yeah. But but looking at the list, and if you're out there listening and you want to see this list, all you have to go is hit up superheroslate.com and check out the show notes for this episode, uh, and you can see the list. But Chris, looking at this list, I don't necessarily want you to rank anything or pick your top three, but what, what, are, what are three movies on this list that you're looking forward to? You know, you don't necessarily have to adhere to the uh, superhero moniker that we uh-huh. drive home on this show, but what, what are three movies this summer that, that are really kind of sticking out to you? Outside of the superhero movies, um, and I have to include, I'm going to say actually Incredibles 2, uh, since it's not in our normal repertoire. Of, well, I, I, w- I wouldn't say, I would say anything's up for grab, whether it's superhero oh. or not. Well, of course, Infinity War and, and Deadpool 2. Um, just kind of looking down the list here, I'm, ugh, not really any other than, <laughs> than maybe. I mean, of course, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, Mission Impossible is probably the only non-superhero one that sticks out to me out of mm-hmm. any of these. I don't even 
I might get chastised for this, but I don't even care about Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom. Like, I'm not as hyped for that one as I was the first one. I guess. So. Well, I don't. I don't think anyone's going to chastise you for that. But it'll be interesting to see how Fallen Kingdom performs, just because, as we all know, Jurassic World was such a big box office earner when it stomped back onto the scenes after kind of bringing dinosaurs back from the dead yet again uh, <laughs> from the movie. So I'm curious to see how that's going to perform. You know, it has a household face in it you know now chris pratt you know who's going to be in avengers infinity war just um a few weeks before that so i don't know i have this special place in my heart for which i didn't don't think you're going to express expect but i kind of want to see this christopher robin movie uh-huh. i have i have this uh soft spot for winnie the pooh and just seeing him on screen in that trailer with that kind of like tattered real life look and he's just being sweet to christopher robin touching his face saying he sees some wrinkles now it's just like Huh, this is so sweet. So I'm, I, I, I kind of want to see the Christopher Robin movie, which is well, something I didn't think I would be saying, but that looks that looks kind of fun. Well, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, that's that's a Disney movie, of course. So I mean, it's got you know, um, Haley Atwell who plays Peggy Carter and Ewan McGregor in it. So I mean, it's, I think that one's probably that's a safe bet. I've not seen a lot of trailers for a lot of these, um, so that's maybe why I'm not as excited. But I would probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch a lot of them anyway. I missed the first two Hotel Transylvanias, so I can't say I'm going to jump right to <laughs> um, the third one. Yeah, I'm not surprised you missed that. I think the biggest loser out of this list, which I guess feels kind of uh, a rude to say biggest loser, but we're going to be talking about this here in the moment, is uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I don't, I, I'm sure that there's a big market out there for the show on Cartoon Network for kids because I hear that they uh, put this show basically on constant repeat for the network on Cartoon Network. It's just always playing, always playing. Um, and I guess they finally made it to a movie, so great for them. I can't imagine this movie's going to make a lot of money, so I hope the budget's not too big. You know, sandwiched, it's on the same weekend as Mission Impossible Fallout. I mean, you know, good luck. I mean, that's a Tom Cruise vehicle. I really, I want to see what Tom Cruise is hanging off of or jumping over or falling into for this movie, so... Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to be seeing Teen Titans go this summer. <laughs> I think for me, the biggest loser might be the rocks movie skyscraper. Mm. Um, I just, I, I mean, he's done so well. I mean, I was it um, uh, Jumanji still, still in the theaters and in, in a, like theater, like you can go buy it right now as well. So that's, that's huge for a movie to be doing both of those. Um, but I mean, I just don't know if his skyscraper, it's like die hard, but he's got missing a leg. Like is what it looks like <laughs> to me. Uh, Slenderman. It's a little August. is a little early for horror movies. I feel uh, they could have pushed that back. And but yeah, Teen Titans go to the movies. I don't have any interest in, despite it being a, a superhero movie. Uh, of course. But I actually, I think Venom's higher on this list than most of these other movies. To be honest, Mike, and that's saying something. Yeah, it's that still just such a. Something. It's still just such a curiosity for me. It's hard for me to form like a solid opinion of whether I'm just gonna write it off until I see Venom literally in the trailer that's going to be a big moment for a lot of people out there so we're all still waiting for that but yeah man that's the that's the summer movie report if you will so we're gonna wait and see how this unfolds uh it's weird seeing a sequel to sicario in there because that is a movie that i never thought would ever need or get a sequel so 
yeah, we'll we'll let you know on October sixth <laughs> how how the summer shakes out. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to go back and and, and do it and, and and take a look. Uh, we we may be pleasantly surprised. Um, this might be a good summer for Movie Pass if you like to go to the movies but don't want to pay the big yeah. Bucks. I actually I now that you mention it, I see a lot of really great Movie Pass movies here. Like you said, like Skyscraper, I think would be a great yeah. Movie Pass movie. The First Purge, I've only seen. I've only seen the first Purge movie, but I think Purge movies are kind of fun, so it'd be great if you're already basically kind of paying a subscription to see that. Ocean's 8 might be fun to dabble in a little bit, not maybe a movie you need to see opening weekend, so... Heck yeah, well, maybe maybe get that movie pass ready. I mean, we're getting another Predator movie. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think you're missing a couple of... I think, uh, uh, was it Pacific Rim 2's next week? Um, yes, which- I... I thought that was maybe just a little too outside of well, summer, in my opinion. So I had to cut off something. Just unfortunately, some things weren't going to make the well, cut. Well, I mean, I agree, but I think Pacific Rim Two and Ready Player One are both what I would consider tentpole films. You have a Pacific Rim, a, a John Boyega led big. You know, when I think crazy action and just monsters and robots, I think summer movie, not March movie. Yeah. See, and- well, that, that's a fun conversation to have because that is true. I would say those are big, high budget movies with big stars in them attached to, uh, 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 equally big director for ready player one. Yeah. So if you keep stacking those movies in front of the summer, are we awkwardly pulling the summer closer and closer to March? How many people think of the month of March and ever conceive of that as summer? I remember living back in the Midwest, there would be feet of snow in my front yard growing up during March. So it's really hard for me to wrap my head around that that could ever be summer. Well, I think the fact that you call it summer is on you and not the, the indication of the box office. I just think that movies are no longer strict, like big budget movies slash tent poles are no longer limited to a three month window. Exactly. But as you said, as the, the, the origin of the summer movie season is very much rooted in the weather of driving well, theaters and I going don't think out it, there. So to the, to the core, to the core of what summer movies are to me, it's all about, it's all about the nice weather. It's not being out of school. It's a very condensed amount of time. You only have so many months off of school where you're able to run around and act a fool and go see movies. So, and there's only so many movies you can fit in there. So once they start to trickle out to the seams, you know, you got to deal with homework. You got to go to class. You got to wake up early in the mornings, you know? Well, I mean, that that's that, that may be true for kids, but I mean, I don't, they, I don't know how many of these are R-rated that those kids wouldn't even go to to begin with. Oh, they'll sneak in. That's the whole point about being uh, I'm not. That, I'm, I'm going to go by legal, <laughs> legally here. They, they might not see the first purge. They can't see Deadpool 2. But I don't think it's it's no longer... I mean, summer is a misnomer. The blockbuster season is year-round now. So Yes, I, we, I would I would agree with that, but I will fight you tooth and nail that March is not a summer movie. Month. But I don't call it summer. <laughs> that, I think that's you. That's on you calling it summer. You're, you're misconstruing... No summer movies with blockbuster movies so all right everybody reach out if you agree with chris if you agree with me i want to know i want to come back next week and just we'll be able to shove it in each other's faces i I look forward to hearing all the messages where i'm right so those are my favorite (laughs) ones we'll see see. but we end the summer on venom which is a sony movie 
And Sony isn't known for making the best movie choices. That's <laughs> why... The best movie choice they made was to give the control over to Marvel, a different studio. <laughs> exactly. And Sony, um, last week, has, has postponed their Silver and Black movie, but are moving ahead with the movie Nightwatch, which we've reported on uh, several months ago. Uh, you, do you remember the Nightwatch movie we talked about here? Because I don't expect anybody, except maybe like three oh people my gosh. to know this. No, I, I, we were talking uh, before we started recording on the mic. I was like, Chris, what is Nightwatch? And you're like, we've talked about this before. And I was like, no, we haven't. <laughs> so Nightwatch is a Marvel character who appeared in the comic books Web of Spider-Man in the early 90s. Um, and he essentially creates a suit that's like uh, Spawn. And he even looks like Spawn. He has like these black mask and these white things around his eyes, and like it, it looks. It, Google Nightwatch Marvel, and you're gonna see what looks like Spawn. I think there might even been like some sort of lawsuit over how much he looked like him. Yeah, this this pro- I would assume without knowing any more information, this could have been back in the time. You know, comic books did this all the time where they competed with each other over characters. You know, oh, if this independent uh, comic label is coming out with a spawn and everybody's really loving it uh, we got to make that character too because we got to make sure we retain those readers so when i think of when i think about this that's where my head goes yeah so nightwatch is this person he has suit as like cloaking devices and it's like very very high-tech suit uh and i don't know some weird time travel is involved like he gets the suit because he saw the older version of himself die in it so then he gets to put it on like watching 12 monkeys i guess uh but the the spider-man spinoff in quotes here nightwatch is moving forward with spike lee at the helm so um i don't think i would ever think spike lee whenever i think of comic book movies (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean i uh, spike lee has a, a a really strong uh directing pass for you know movies like malcolm x uh do the right thing she's gotta have it Jungle Fever, as you can tell, I'm looking at his IMDb page right now because I haven't seen any of these movies just because when all these movies came out, I was just like a kid and these were like cutting edge uh, movies from like a very strong, prominent, um, you know, filmmaker that, you know, just was beyond me as a little kid. So I I can't say whether or not Spike Lee could or could not adapt this. I think it just comes back to the question that we ask all the time with these Sony movies is does it even need to be made? I don't care if, uh, if George Lucas came out of retirement and decided to mess around or if Steven Spielberg decided to get into the superhero race with this it's just like I don't think we need this Nightwatch movie I'd rather have like a Ben Riley movie or something like that like a Scarlet Spider you know make like it basically gives you a chance to make a Spider-Man movie where you don't have to follow any of like the Spider-Man rules you know you can just have this badass like dark Spider-Man that just like punches mofos in the face you know so where I'm getting from this is most studios see a successful movie and pull the wrong lessons right out of it, okay? <laughs> so Kevin Trench, the guy who play, who is night watching the comic books, is an African-American man. Mm-hmm. What movie has been number one for five weeks? Oh, I see where you're going. Why would Sony, all of a sudden, after killing Silver and Black, decide to continue forward with a movie starring a prominent African-American man yeah. in a superpowered suit? It, yeah, it's not like we're saying we don't need more African-American-led superhero movies. But the reason Black Panther was so great was because it was just such a great movie. And it was awesome that that cast was amazing. It didn't really matter what the nationality of them was. So, yeah, I agree. They're taking the wrong lessons. They're just like, oh, are we going to go ahead and make it rated R2? Because Deadpool made a lot of money and that was rated R. So, yeah, just 
it feels like they're doing it for the at the wrong time for the wrong reasons not because they have a good story or a good character behind it so yeah exactly i mean i mean let's let's just pick a different like african-american superhero some something that maybe deems more worthy development if you want to put that on the screen and this character has like a mask on the whole time so it's like you don't even you're not even gonna see that if that's as dumb as the studio's thinking shouldn't they think like oh don't we need to see his face more or something like that i don't know it just seems like he just seems like a spawn knockoff i don't know if there's any diehard nightwatch fans out there but just talking specifically about the hero of nightwatch just reach out to me and let me know is it just a spawn knockoff should i just be more excited for the spawn movie that blumhouse is making that is kind of taking this kind of new kind of cutting edge approach to making movies and kind of telling this spawn story i'm just i'm more looking forward to the spawn movie well than I am even Nightwatch. the original spawn movie was played by michael j white who has gone to play black dynamite so i mean i'm seeing too many parallels here for me to be, feel comfortable with sony's decision <laughs> on this movie spike lee or not so um i don't know we're gonna we're gonna play this by ear and see what happens but uh we're not feeling it. We're not feeling it, dog. Thumbs down. Teen Titans Go to the Movie is going to be Mike's new favorite movie of the year. I'm calling it right now. It's <laughs> going to surprise know. him. He's going to love it, and he's going to come back later in the, in the year and be like, man, it's so great. Don't know why I didn't look forward to it. Because Nicolas Cage will finally get to play Superman in this movie when he voices <laughs> the character of Superman. Yeah, This. so if you're not familiar with this, uh, back in the past, um, Tim Burton was developing a Superman movie. Uh, and he was going to cast uh, Nick Cage as our Kal-El, as our Superman. And the a movie obviously fell through, but some weird uh, costume tests, photos, they got, they videos. They got really far. They were almost yeah. about to film this. So there's, yeah. there's a whole documentary on this movie. Yeah, there was there was there was uh, rumors that it was going to end up being very weird. I mean, it's Tim Burton, so you know what do you expect? Uh, but it never it never got off. Uh, it never made. So now we get to see him reprise his role. Uh, Teen Titans Go is a, a wacky version of a, a more serious uh, cartoon. I would say that was made in the past, just called uh, Teen Titans. Um, I guess a lot of people resent Teen Titans Go because it's not its predecessor. Uh-huh. But tons of kids are out there watching it because please do not forget that cartoons on Cartoon Network are for kids, you know, uh, so it's just a different audience. The show wasn't meant for you, and just because they made a new version of it doesn't mean that they – they weren't making the other version. I mean, all all of these uh, all of these animated animation studios they got to sell toys, they got to sell games and apps to kind of uh, to kind of uh, recoup all the effort that they're putting into the animation. So, anyway, that just goes into I've never seen Teen Titans Go, so I'm, I don't think I'm going to be going to the movies to well, see it. But <laughs> the 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 thing is with this, um, there have been 204 episodes of Teen Titans Go, Mike. In case you were wondering. Okay. <laughs> they are not slowing down, but these are only 11-minute episodes, um, which tend to be the new style for for cartoons. I think we watch a show called Mickey Mouse. Uh, it's like a newer Disney one. They're like three to four minutes long. Like they are keeping these short for kids' attention spans. Yeah. <laughs> so you got a kid who likes who wants to watch superheroes. You put on Teen Titans Go for 200 episodes and just let them roll. Um, but I what I this reminds me a lot of Aqua Teen. Hunger Force, they had like four seasons and then did a movie of 11-minute episodes. And the movie was okay. It's just a really long episode. But um, we've not seen a Warner Brothers animated theatrical release in 25 years. And I think the last one was like Mask of the Phantasm. So it's a real. this must be making them a lot of money or they must have a very low budget for them to be putting this out in theaters <laughs> um, this year. 
I guess. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. This is very strange, but <laughs> if it's got a huge following of children and children need some movies to go to this summer, like here you go. I guess. Yes, there yeah, go. But I feel I feel I feel the fans. Earth minus heroes is not is way better than Avengers Assemble, but they still cancel it and they're still on Avengers Assemble. So I feel your pain, old Teen Titans fans. So. <laughs> You got that going for you. The other thing Mike doesn't know about this week is New Gods. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw news about this News Gods uh, stuff dropping, and I just I just didn't have the time to look into what it was. So I was like, hey, I'm on a podcast with a co-host that knows everything, so I'll just wait till Sunday, and then he'll just tell me everything I need to know. So the beauty of New Gods is it was actually created and designed by Jack Kirby of Marvel oh, fame for DC. fun. That's cool. So when Jack Kirby left Marvel, he came over to DC and created the New Gods. The New Gods essentially look a lot like um, the Celestials and like other cosmic entities in in the Marvel universe, like because his design mm-hmm. is very iconic, right? Yeah. Um, and there were two planets. One is called New Genesis, and the other one's called Apocalypse. Have you heard of the planet Apocalypse? Uh, yeah. We saw um, that's where Darkseid comes from. He's the ruler mm-hmm. of Apocalypse in that. So. He created Darkseid. So in this, the new Genesis is the good people because it's a forest, like lush paradise. And Apocalypse is the fiery, barren land where all the evil people come from. Yeah, now that you're describing it, this is a moment that we do get to explore in um, the Justice League animated series. Uh, that I think they take like a bo- I think the heroes take a boom tube uh, or somehow get transported to uh, this planet that is under kind of a siege between two different sides. Yeah, and we've heard about, um, I mean, in the Justice League movie, there was the old gods versus the new gods. And the old gods are like, you know, Zeus and, um, you know, the traditional gods that we think of. And these are the new gods, the the stronger, super-powered people who live on these planets. Um, some of the characters like Orion and Metron are, are big in there. Right now, again, everyone knows Darkseid. And um, Mr. Miracle is one of these who who um, is has a huge comic book right now. That's like taken off uh, by I can't. It's Tom King who just did the Vision series. It's really good. If you want to, oh, I've heard that Vision series is great. Yeah, Mister Miracle is Tom King's new series. So um, a lot of these characters are still floating around. So this is essentially if it was to follow the Volume One series that Kirby did, because you know, again, if anyone learns anything about the the success of Thor Ragnarok, is obviously the Jack Kirby art and design of it <laughs> from right. But Ava DuVernay who did Selma, which was really good, and A Wrinkle in Time, which I don't know if it's any good or not. I uh, didn't see it. We'll be directing this New Gods movie for for DC coming up. This is uh, uh, interesting news, but uh, it's the big caveat grain of salt that we've been taking on the show with all of our DC news is who knows? They can say whatever they want. <laughs> because we have heard so many different movies get announced and then benched and then kind of downplayed and then a new movie crops up. Uh, so I have no idea what to think about this, but this is this would be a big overarching story, it feels like, that would kind of maybe delve into uh, a possible Justice League movie in the future because these are big players out there cosmically. So we're, we're not talking about no little Batgirl movie here. We're talking about some big gods that probably at some point we'll show up to earth and start punching people. So yeah, I, mean, least, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, there, there's also an opportunity here for them to work outside of the realm of like the earth realm. I mean, it's kind of like wonder woman. It's kind of like Thor, but this is more maybe along the lines of Thor, these other planets out in space. What are the other cultures like who are coming to earth 
before they get Darkseid to us. So give us a history of Darkseid before he gets to us and whenever they decide to do a Justice League 2 kind of thing. Um, so I think it's, it, it could be it could be a good thing to do. Uh, Ava, is, is she's a good director. I think she won't... She, I mean, she, she'll be a competent film director, I think, so for this. So that's a good choice. The script is going to be written by Cario uh, Salem. Uh, he wrote, uh, I think it was a De Niro film called The Score in like 2001. De Niro and Marlon Brando, I believe. But he also won an Emmy in the 90s. So he he's an award-winning writer. So um, there's, well, there seem to be pulling some people together on this. I, I don't well, know. Well, I just hope maybe a, a potential Flashpoint movie might just rewrite some of this uh, nonsense that we've had to deal with. And maybe it'll kind of pave a clear path for maybe a new Gods movie. Because it sounds really weird, and we like Jack Kirby, so maybe if things get kind of weird and psychedelic with these uh, abstract space gods, man, that is, this is a weird, this is some weird news. <laughs> but also with all the, the, we have the new, the new studio boss at DC, the new DC president. Um, again, none of this stuff is actually coming from DC. This is all just like articles, like people are reporting on. So I don't know actually what DC is said to the public themselves so it's really weird but um it, it could be this could be one of their new things we're like you know we're gonna try to do marvel's approach step by step this time rather than all at once or i think they just have an official dart board where they're chucking darts we'll we'll find out <laughs> yeah well maybe their old one was well i'll give a little new faith in the new one until they, they mess something up here new uh, faith in the new gods <laughs> that's right but speaking of the flashpoint movie um uh, they, they talk that they're starting to film this movie very soon like Oh, uh, where where are they filming it? In Canada. Do you know what else they film in Canada? Uh, the Flash. <laughs> the, TV the TV show, sh- The Flash. Yeah. So if they wanted to do Flashpoint and show alternate realities and worlds, they could pull that cast over. Oh my God, that would be such a weird, bizarre, but amazing fan service to do because you could do it without any any hangups pretty easily. Uh, the Flash films in Vancouver, so uh, that would be a really amazing cameo because yeah, that is that is what Flashpoint is all about. It's all about these different Earths. Uh, so I would love to see. Like even if it was like a small moment of maybe him running through the speed force and maybe yeah. seeing flashes of other dimensions, it would be kind of cool to see CW's Barry well, Allen for a moment. Where they have to team up all these different versions of the Flash that we've seen before, and then one of them is the TV version of Barry Allen. And, oh my gosh! And Wally be, West. Be yeah. still, my beating heart. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That'd be a bold move, and I would applaud them if they can pull it off and do it. But uh, we don't know. But normally they don't shoot in canada so that's just weird that they they happen to be shooting in the same place so mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see how that is uh also this week uh, another trailer dropped not as big as infinity war but the fantastic beast 2 the crimes of grindelwald was able to, to to make it out there and did you did you end up watching it oh yeah me and my uh me and my wife uh ingested the fantastic beast trailer that that's for sure we got into a little bit of a tiff Oh, talking yeah? about talking about this movie, um, you know, we're we're on little different sides of the aisle, I would say, with with this film after this trailer. So I'm curious to see what you what you think. Okay, well, I mean, to me, I think this is one of those hey, remember Harry Potter trailers because like they are very very sure to tell you we're going to Hogwarts for this one for a little bit. Maybe we don't know how long, but here's Hogwarts, just like you remember it. 
but I don't, I don't know. I mean, it seems yeah. okay to me. It's like here's Hogwarts, here's uh, here's Dumbledore. Uh, remember all of these uh, magical <laughs> things that you liked from this other seven movie series that wasn't that long ago when the last time you saw them was, uh, and they're all streaming on HBO now. So and they play every Christmas all the time in a marathon. So uh, I think I think the thing that I am kind of getting at here is uh, um, the Fantastic Beasts angle really just seems shoehorned at this point in time. Now, if they want to make a prequel movie about Grindelwald and Dumbledore, you know, go for it. Prequel movies happen. We've seen it before. Uh, they seem to be a little bit, they seem to be much more competent at it uh, than than when Star Wars came around for its prequels. You know, go ahead and do it. But even when you look at the logo for this movie, Fantastic Beasts is almost this little footnote up in the corner, just very tiny. So it's like, I don't really know why Eddie Redmayne needs to be involved. He he almost seems a little bit like a doofus. Like when I rewatched Fantastic Beasts, he's not really doing a whole lot yeah he knows a lot about like monsters and stuff like that but like overall like wizarding wise he just kind of seems to be good at wrangling creatures i can't imagine him like whipping up a really useful spell at any point in time that anybody else couldn't do so i just don't know why he has to be the fulcrum of all of these movies there there are two things in this i i agree with you and if you remember our spoiler cast on this when we had our wives on there i was very much in the shoes you are now i'm like i don't get the point of this movie um but there are two things in this one one they are very much focusing on the deathly hollow symbols yes um, there it's in the title it flashes right before the title but why did grindelwald have to those because i thought that was a voldemort thing I don't, I don't yeah, uh, I I asked my wife about that, and she says it 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 it, um, it ladders up to Grindelwald because I guess when uh, I don't know where she gets this information from, I don't know if it's from the books <laughs> or from a website. Our our lives are much more entrenched in this than we are, but apparently Grindelwald has a very close connection with the Deathly Hollows. When he would, I guess, when he signs his names on letters, he follows his signature with the Deathly Hollow symbol. So apparently, he's really infatuated oh, okay. with the Deathly Hollows. But yeah, like, why? Well, well, as a, as I, a regular I think, moviegoer, I don't. I'm, I would never get yeah. that. I, I would think if I was going to reconstruct this new kind of wizarding world to do, place it in America. That's totally fine. Uh, you know, tell these older stories that maybe we want to get more context for of, of the Harry Potter story that we know more closely. But, you know, maybe just don't make Eddie Redmayne the fulcrum. He just kind of seems like this doopy Pokemon master that's kind of just getting pushed through these movies. And I don't know. It just seems... I I don't know. I don't know, man. But, like, uh, I'll, I'll, I we will surely report on what our wives think about this movie when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to see it. I think this one looks a little better than the first one because, like, where the, the secret... The Fantastic Beasts? Well, they were in the case the whole time, Mike. He had them with him the whole time. This one <laughs> yeah, at like, least looks a little more like, oh, they're going some places and they're going to do some magic with stuff so um the one thing i did see was um i believe it is uh there's a mysterious character there in the circus who says she's the snake lady and they're not giving away her name yet and Hmm. apparently the history of this character is that she is cursed to become an animal um not like a mad uh what is not a magist but whatever the people who turn into animals willingly she is cursed to become the animal like within her lifetime Maybe Some she becomes are, Nagini? That's exactly what it is. Uh, uh, okay. I think that's exactly where they're leading because they won't give you your, her name away at all. And she's an Asian actress, and that sounds like an Asian name. <laughs> 
I don't know. Just throwing I, some stuff I, together. I, I think it just goes to show you that uh, maybe we are not we are the not best the Harry Potter adept. people. We are not the best of death to be talking about this movie. But it's a big blockbuster Warner Brothers movie. About the only thing that they're doing semi right over there at the WB. So there yeah. you go. Trailers out for Grindelwald. That it is. Go watch it and let us know. I do like the one creepy shot of Johnny Depp with his long hair. I do yeah, enjoy he, that shot. That's weird yeah, looking, and I'm like, that's yeah. good. Yeah, he's looking weird. So. Uh, Ready Player One, uh, some sad, maybe sad news for it. Uh, apparently, Disney would not give them the rights to the main Star Wars characters for Ready Player One. But apparently, you can still see R2-D2 and an X-Wing in the background somewhere. Um, but they couldn't use Luke Skywalker, Leia Han Solo, the Millennium Falcon, or anything like that. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> do you expect that franchise to be to be used by another studio? Like, Ready Player One isn't Disney, right? No, it's not. I think it's Fox. I think or it's or or maybe Warner Brothers. It's definitely not di- like who like oh hey fo- like hey Disney we're making a movie uh, can we put Mickey Mouse in it? It's like no, <laughs> like well, you can I don't know use Goofy for a second. I mean uh, it's just okay. It's Warner yeah, Brothers. I, it's Warner Brothers. Well, I thought they were like they they did they worked most of the time on this film like five years gathering the rights to these movies just in case. Uh, okay. Um, but they couldn't get main Star Wars, and they could not even get um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was also a Steven's one of his like Steven Spielberg's first big movies. Oh, that's that's an, that's surprising. <laughs> yeah, so they couldn't even get some of those uh, movies that Spielberg had a hand in. But um, I mean, it's I just feel like I'm gonna be like Captain America in this movie the whole way through. I'm like, yeah, I get that reference. Yeah, yeah, I get that reference. Yeah, I get that. So I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I'm looking forward to going and seeing it. Um, when it comes out in a couple weeks. I don't know about you, but I look forward yeah, to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't think I'm going to necessarily see it on opening weekend. You know, we haven't really had any plans to spoiler cast it on the show. But, yeah. you know, we might give some initial impressions if we happen to maybe see it in a timely fashion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of movies coming out, um, I actually looked up the theaters close to me with D-Box seats, Mike. Um, oh. They're called 40. The ones I'm calling, I think, are D-Box. And you have to go see the ones in lot 40X. They're the same uh-huh. thing, but they just have different names. But for me, it's like a two-hour drive. So oh. um, I might go try to find a way to sneak into a screening of uh, Pacific Rim 2 to watch it, uh, if I can get that. Because it's next oh. to the Ikea, and I have, I have family in that area, so I might I might try to make it all into a trip. So Yes, to add some anticipation coming up for possibly next week, we may possibly be doing a, a spoiler cast about the 4dx moving seats experience for pacific rim we're trying to organize it we're trying to yeah. see if it'll, it'll work out so stay tuned make sure you're subscribed yeah it's, it's not it's not a uh, hey i'm gonna go walk down the street and get in one kind of thing for me so but i'm really mike mike has talked it up so much for this one movie i'm like well if i, <laughs> if I didn't do it i'd feel kind of bad so we, we might see what it is uh do you like the james bond movies uh, why not? They have a they have a place. They have a. I love the Goldeneye game. They have the right to exist. I guess is uh, what I'm trying to say. So I've actually never seen. I've seen the first five movies and the last four movies. I've never seen anything in between. So, but James Bond 25. Apparently, Danny Boyle is in the final words to to direct the James Bond movie. So taking over as a new director for this movie. Would that make you more excited or less excited? I don't or know. Is, is, is Daniel Craig still attached to B bond? Uh, I think it might depend on the script and who they actually finally hire as a director. 
Uh, I, th- I think they need to give Daniel Craig the boot. I don't think he needs to be Bond anymore. I, I watched Daniel Craig recently in a movie, uh, Logan Lucky, that you can stream on Amazon for free. Uh, really funny. He's a really goofy, wacky kind of character. So I want to see Daniel Craig do more just off-the-wall stuff like that. He just kind of seems really flat when he's James Bond. You know, he doesn't. You don't have to act a whole lot when you're just, like, punching people in the face and, like, shooting and stuff. So... Let's get let's get a fresh bond in there. Let's reinvigorate this. Um, Danny Boyle, he's he's I I think I've seen uh, I've seen 127 hours before. That's that James Franco movie where his arm gets trapped did, in a boulder. Did, did you like it? That was pretty intense. I don't really remember if I would ever watch it again, but I would say it was compelling. Okay, because um, that I've, is like one of the only movies he's written. And if um, Bond is working, if he works on Bond, he'll also write Bond as well, which would be the second oh, okay. movie he's written. And I've seen Slumdog Millionaire, and that's a really good movie. I really enjoyed that. So I think he's got the credentials. I think it would be really interesting. I guess more nerd credit-wise, he did 28 Days Later, yeah. which I haven't seen, you know, that zombie flick. Um, so that could be really good. So I yeah, like Danny... Sunshine, Sunshine and uh, Train Spotting are, are pretty good Oh, as well. yeah, Sunshine was really interesting. So, yeah, go ahead, give it to Danny Boyle. Uh, you got to reinvigorate this Bond franchise, though, mm. because – I am very much a, a casual Bond watcher, so you kind of got to really change it up and make it different to kind of get me to the theater for it because I'm not, I'm usually never clamoring for a Bond movie. What, but, what's, you know, your, what's your favorite one? Me. I think Casino Royale is up there for sure, yeah. uh, but I have a special place in my heart for the um, the Pierce Brosnan Bonds because that was my childhood Bond growing up with. You know, like you said, Goldeneye. What Tomorrow Never Dies, I think, is one. Also, uh-huh. I don't I don't remember all the ones that he did, but those were the Bonds that I watched growing up. So I know that they're probably not considered good compared to all the Bonds out there, and some people might laugh and snicker. But that's my childhood Bond, so I have a little bit of a different connection there. But uh, yeah, just very much a casual Bond watcher. All right. Well, if anyone out there watches Bonds religiously and or or loves them, let us know which ones we should be watching. Because um, I I could always use a. a an escape, I guess, to, to watch a Bond movie. I don't know. Um, but that's our news for the week, Mike. I mean, we, we made it past the Infinity War trailer, and that's really what I was worried about. So <laughs> we made it up here. Uh, we also, um, we didn't mention the notes, but we just recorded our Jessica Jones um, Season 2 review episode, so feel free to go listen to that. Mm-hmm. As well, if you've watched it, if you've not watched it, um, you should probably watch it and go listen to it. We have a spoiler warning, so you, you'll know when, when, when they turn off. Um, but other than that, Mike, people will know what you're up to. Where can they find you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, see what you're up to out there at conventions, where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I'll post stuff from my Instagram on there. You can also head over to comicui.com and read stuff there. You can also head over to YouTube and search the DNN and see the videos we've been doing there. We just opened up like three more statues this week, so we're going to be putting up those videos over the next couple weeks. Uh, but if people are listening to us for the first time or want to hear our Jessica Jones review, where can uh, people find more of us at, Mike? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out all of those summer movies and the dates that they come out on, you can get that in our show notes at SuperheroSlate.com. And you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, You can get us right in your email inbox every week. And you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We got t-shirts, hoodies, all that good stuff. Um, If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review, uh, dropping us a comment, a like, a retweet, a thumbs up, Uh a heart, 
I don't know all the different things you can do now. A double tap on Instagram, give us that heart, whatever you want to do. We really love that. We love hearing from you. And uh, if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. That's right. And head over to superhosuite.com slash vote. Vote on your favorite Marvel movies in the final eight. And uh, here's our shout out for Sean Bowman on YouTube because he wants that shout out. So, <laughs> well, he's just got to listen to the end of the episode. I don't think sometimes he makes it all the way here. We got to I'm going to leave him hanging, man. Got to leave him in anticipation. So uh, we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Something original and snarky right now. Oh, God damn it, Chris. Yeah. <laughs>